Welcome back, Sing Second Podcasters. Uh, the gang is all back together again as we recap another exciting week of college football. Uh, spoiler alert, I actually watched a few of these games, so I might even uh, have a little insight on, on some of my picks here. That's um, doubtful. But as we get started, we, we want to welcome you back. Uh, we continue to love the feedback on uh, the Twitter page, at Sing Second. Uh, so keep keep us keep us in your mentions and and let's keep that communication line open uh as as we start let's just get into it danny what's good well speaking of listeners uh i i received a text um 9 a.m last thursday it was like 9 or 10 in the morning uh of a listener who had already listened to the entire show i know that because he made a radio shack comment which was a discussion that we had at the end of the show, um, his name's Ty, and uh, shout out to Ty. It may actually uh, work into a little sponsorship for us, guys. So uh, just know, you listeners, that we're about to hit it big time, um, looking at some sponsorships. So I guess uh, if, if anybody has anything they want to throw our way, now's the time to get on board. Yeah, get a little competition going. Uh, but no, what's good? I, I just kind of a uh, few random things that I've been meaning to bring up to you guys that we haven't had a chance to talk about. Uh, I think at all on the podcast. Did we even mention the fact last week that Deion Sanders is now a head college football coach? What a time to be alive! Jackson is it Jackson State University in Mississippi? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's. What's that? It's an HBCU, a historical black college or university. Yeah, which was kind of going to be my comment about that is I always wonder when people of his stature, so he's got everything he could ever want, accomplished everything um, in multiple sports at the professional level. And I, it's, it, he's wanted to be a head coach for a while, I think. And it seems like based on what I've read, uh, that he's at a place where he, he feels like he belongs and um, sounds like he's, you know, genuinely wants to make an impact uh, with his position, which I think is, is pretty awesome. And did any of you guys see the entrance that he made uh, when they announced him as head coach? Is that going to escalate or a limo or something, wasn't he? Yep, he rolled up in a big procession, police lights, uh, gave an emotional speech. If, if you guys or, or listeners haven't seen that, um, just search it up because it's worth watching. So Dion was one of my heroes when, when he was younger, playing both football and, and baseball, and I'm excited to, to see what he can do as a head coach. They're not playing this season, so it won't be till next fall or when they get their start. Uh, speaking of coaches – uh, they actually are playing in the spring. And so the SWAC's playing in the spring, and he's actually going to coach his high school season, finish his high school season, and then take over as the head coach, you know, late November or November or something like that. And so he'll, instead of being in Jackson, uh, recruiting, getting to know his guys, stuff like that, he's actually still coaching his high school team. He's made a few offers within the first day or two of being the head coach. So he's living like three or four hats right now. Yeah. And, okay, so 
I mean, we can we can cut this conversation short if we want to, but that brings up a couple other points. He, you know, he could be anywhere he wants in the world right now. He's coaching high school football. I think he moved. Is it in Texas where he's at right now? He's he's in some place where he's not normally from, coaching high school football. He's going to go into the spring coaching college football. Um, his on, on his coaching staff. Uh, is, is like a couple other legends of NFL football. I've heard that was fake. I don't know if that's real or not. I don't think so. I think it's real. The Warren Sapp and Ter- uh, Terrell Owens? It looked legit to me when I saw it, but maybe I got duped big time. Well, to be fair, though, he denied being the uh, Jackson State head coach for a long time, so he could announce it on his first podcast. And so, like, that was the breaking news on his podcast was he was going to be the next head coach. And so it could be that whole next thing. He's just waiting for the next week of podcasts to come out where he announces them all as their, the rest well, of the staff. Yeah, that might be worth looking up. Um, I, can't for, I can't remember what my other Dion point was. Well, just spring football in general that I think there's multiple conferences that have planned spring seasons. Uh, yeah, like most of the uh, most of the FCS is spring right now. Oh. But shoot, and then by the end of the spring, he's going to be the next head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's going to make just a three coaches in two seasons uh, move here. Dang right. Uh, that was a check-in to see if Brandon was paying attention comment right there. Yes. Yep. All right. So we 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 spent enough time on my uh, what's good, but I just want to mention we never talked about new SEC coaches, Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach, which could have been some great conversations. Welcome to and the SEC, the... Bo Pelini. <laughs> and Bo Pelini. <laughs> right. And then uh, the conversion of sports that we have going on right now: NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball playoffs, college football, NFL. Um, there's a lot of good right now. Just a lot of little things that add up to, uh, to making life pretty nice right now. Uh, Andy, how about you, man? What's, what's good with you? Uh, if there's one thing that, uh, this, these COVID seasons has brought us is, uh, the, the playoffs all being together, like you're saying, Danny, but kind of a mini March madness version where the games start at noon and they play throughout the day. And so since we didn't kind of miss out on the March Madness during, during school and having games up and having kids follow them, um, it's been kind of nice to have the NBA playoffs start and play from 12 to 8 or 9 o'clock. And now uh, baseball's playoffs started last night, and they started at noon. And I just, you know, have those on the board. Not that kids care about baseball, but um, at least it's something going on that's a little out of the normal, but it matters to a few. And how are you going to be keeping – track of all these games uh coming this weekend any new purchases you've made recently andy nope not yet maybe a couple in the in the wings but uh <laughs> Air tv well maybe maybe one so that way we don't have to use four or five computer screens but okay. uh no nope, not good yet Big all right Oh, yet. You uh, might Brandon? be telling on him, Danny. Maybe he hasn't had that conversation <laughs> with Maggie yet. And... Sounds like it. it yeah, is. Man, I'm just gonna... she's, she's sitting in the recliner, so thanks, Danny. <laughs> okay, so anybody that's listening, just, you know, locally, worldwide, it's always nice to have just another device, another screen, 
you can put by your larger television screen to, to keep track of the other sporting events or anything that's going on, anything that you're interested in watching. So just a general recommendation, not specific to uh, Andy or his family. <laughs> well, thanks, Danny. Uh, getting kind of an evil eye, eye here and uh, rightfully so. But, uh, but Brandon, uh, what's, what's good? Oh, not too much. Before the old podcast, I had something else I was going to go over, but I turned a new leaf and I'm still in these guys. I don't hold grudges anymore, so I'm not going to bring that up. Uh, so I guess I will bring up, I had a nice little flight, hopped in the Icon A5 and uh, took a little flight around, a little gander around uh, Japan and saw the Sky Tree and some of the other sites around there. It was a, little stormy, a little stormy over in Japan this afternoon and some sky to ground lightning, some wind. But uh, with my 20 plus hours of flight time logged in, I was able to have a real smooth landing and got the airplane refilled up. You take care of the Icon A5 and the Icon A5 takes care of you. And, oh, and uh, yeah. When, when you're making making flights is that what you call it making flights yeah i call it uh, like designing a flight plan but uh but the, yeah when you mention the weather are, are they like merging together actual real-time weather with what you're experiencing with when you're flying or is it like a randomized type of thing yeah it's it's live weather on it and you can actually listen to their rate to their weather radio feeds uh in the thing where it kind of sounds like the noaa.gov uh, weather reports and stuff, but you can also shut off the weather, but can, can real pilots shut off the weather in real life? They can't. So I, I'm not going to do that either. You know, I'm just going to go with the conditions as they are. So yeah, that's about all. What about Kyle? Anything yeah, good over you. at uh, Kyle's house? Well, geez, I was just busting at the seams to share my what's good, and then there felt like to be a ten minute, ten minute lull there, where I guess I'm just gonna have to, to brag on, brag on myself a little bit. Uh, no, I, I, it's fun right now. We're podcasting here, about ready to talk some college football uh, on my second screen here in my little game room. Got the NBA finals just starting, which uh, is always one of my my favorite things is getting this last final uh basketball round going between the, is, that on a, is, is that on a second screen or is that on your main screen Where, what's your uh, setup like i only have the one screen in the game room so it's on it's on my my one and only which with i'm not a kind of i'm not the kind of guy that, that likes to multitask and watch multiple games like i like locking into one thing and one thing only that way i can feel like i'm not missing out on anything uh, so no, I'm just a one screen guy, got the Lakers and heat playing. Uh, and, and I don't know, obviously it's not news to, to say that these NBA guys are big human beings, but, uh, I was sitting here watching the national anthem and the coach is on the end and, uh, the players are, are obviously kneeling, uh, and it's, it's not even a story about that, but you have Anthony Davis on the end of the line kneeling right next to uh, the Lakers coach, uh, Vogel, and 
Vogel is, is probably a, an average sized human being. Like, uh, he would probably not look unlike either one of the four of us. And to see him kneeling next to Anthony Davis would be like my one-year-old son kneeling next to me and just pure size difference of these two human beings. Width of his shoulders, just pure height, size. It's not even funny how, how big these guys are. And as you're watching this game, because they're all that big, it just looks like normal human beings running around playing basketball. And then you see them sitting next to an actual just regular human, human being. And it's, it's, a, it's ridiculous how big and strong and athletic these guys really are. So uh, my what's good is just simply NBA Finals and let's go Lakers. Oh, and this game is good already. Like the Heat had a pretty significant lead, and then the Lakers are making a comeback. Now they're up. But to your point about the size, I don't know if – as you watch, I think they've done an awesome job with how they present these games in the bubble. But they have that floating camera that's at like uh, like floor level that they'll that they'll go to sometimes. And all of a sudden you can just see like the, the size of the guys and – you know, as they change that perspective. And I always just think it's amazing how, how freakishly athletic they are for the size that they are. Like the things that they can do when, when you're seven feet tall are, are pretty amazing. So I'm with you, man. NBA finals, who would have thought that they uh, were starting in October, but I'll take it. There's so many things to watch right now that everyone keeps telling me about t- TV shows that I should be watching. And I don't think I've watched a television show in in the last month just because all the sports that are on. Yeah. And Danny, we, we were talking about this at, uh, at school the other day. Like it's crazy to think that basketball is kind of the one sport that doesn't adjust the playing surface, depending on age. Now, obviously the three point line is, is deeper than it is in high school or anything like that. Maybe the ball gets a little bit bigger, switching from girls to guys, but it's kind of crazy to think that the court that I'm expecting freshman and sophomore girls to play on is the exact same court that the best athletes in the world, LeBron James, is playing on. Like the, the hoop is the same size. Everything is the exact same from uh, a 10-year-old girl playing in her first – uh, tournament and the the top level basketball in the world. Yeah, all, all playing on the same surface. The fact that my my seventh grade son is going to be playing on the same rim height as these dudes that are playing right now, I don't think there's an equivalent in in any other sport of how of how just different that is and how it changes the game so much. But you know, we could. We're not an NBA uh, basketball podcast, but I love NBA basketball. <laughs> right, you guys want to talk about college football at all? Or? <laughs> Was that a point to, to keep going? Well, or? <laughs> be, behind the curtain here, we had a, a little bit of a play. That's a point to Andy. On. Man, I tried to give him a point like, hey, this is now your time to, to shift into our college pick. <laughs> and a point apparently did get the sign. So well, I, was, we did, I, was, I, 
I did just find out that last week he was playing Madden while we were recording. So maybe he was like, I don't know. I don't even yeah. know what happens to Madden. Calling a big well, play or something? Are you distracted? Well, there I was watching Cal eat ice. <laughs> and then he pointed to us, wondering if he was like choking or like, hey, call for help. Turns out, hey, and he just started talking. And I clearly didn't read that cue right. Anyway. Isn't it crazy how somebody's willing to sponsor this? <laughs> well, well maybe now. not anymore. <laughs> Looking at the scoreboard of our, our weekly watch em, pick em, um whatever we come up with a catchy name for that bad boy. Uh, last week, um, we all, or I guess Danny was the only one who didn't tie. Danny went two and two, and everybody else went three and one. Jeez, um, I wonder what the one last was. Well, it was a snoozer of a game, uh, as Kyle would have said beforehand, as he ridiculed Danny and uh, a little bit of myself for wanting to even watch Oklahoma and Kansas State. Um, but no, uh, they uh, Kansas State did a, a favor for us and has eliminated the Big 12 out of playoff contention by beating Oklahoma um, on Saturday. And so obviously we all missed that one as we chose Oklahoma. Um, then there's the Tennessee South Carolina game and Danny picked South Carolina. The, the other three of us picked Tennessee and Tennessee oh, nice ended pick, up, guys. Good job. Yep. Tennessee ended up be, beating, uh, South Carolina 27 to 20 or something like that. So relatively close. Um, so Danny just don't pick teams because of their colors this week and you might fare a little better. Um, then the army Cincinnati game, uh, we all picked Cincinnati, um, talking to Brandon, uh, I believe yesterday we decided that Cincinnati did not look like a top 10 team. Um, they uh, just, you know, Army had a lot more success than than a top 10 team should against uh, Army or vice versa. And uh, Army kind of shot, their, shot themselves in the foot. And then the last game of the night was the rivalry game, the game Kyle picked to be a, a great game. And a oh, good out- game. Yeah, Good one game. of the teams didn't show up. Um, Florida State. The team that I was picking they, them for. <laughs> um, but shoot, Florida State uh, not not doing well this year at all. And Miami uh, doing the exact opposite of Florida State, just running right down. It was what thirty eight to three at halftime or something crazy like that. Well, so we give we give Kyle some crap because I still don't think he's watched college football this year. I invited Kyle over to watch that particular game no. and it was such a it was such a bad game that we didn't even watch it we watched NBA basketball so I still don't believe that Kyle has watched college football I was never under the impression that I was coming over to watch college football it was the clinching game of the NBA finals there is there's always just going to be one show on that night well it, you know we're NBA fans so <clears throat> But, Maybe I can entice you, Kyle, this Saturday to come over and watch the uh, 7 p.m. marquee matchup in college football that I will tell you about a little bit later. We might be able to do that because if they're playing on Wednesday tonight, NBA would be playing on Friday. So, yeah, might might be available. Uh, right. I'm interested in Annie talking about Cincinnati not being a top 10 team. Uh, because I think that will take care of itself very soon because 
I believe that even though they're a couple of weeks out from actually playing games, the Big Ten is now available to uh, be ranked in the AP Top 25. So uh, I believe that those teams sitting around that 7, 8, 9, 10 range uh, will no longer be there because you will now have an influx of uh, Wisconsin and Ohio State and all of these Big Ten teams that uh, dropped out that will now be ranked in the, the top 25 and probably in the top 10 uh, just solely based on expectations, even though uh, they're going to be sitting in the top 10 with a record of zero and zero for about two weeks. Yeah. And that's been kind of an interesting thing to see. Um, and then if we allude to the Mississippi state upset over LSU, if you want to call it that uh, they jumped up to what number 16 or something like that. And so, just the craziness of having zero and zero teams, having teams that played three games versus teams that have barely started practice. Um, it's, it's quite the, quite the scenario we've got right now. Uh, looking at the scoreboard though, uh, Kyle with a commanding two game lead, nine and two. Uh, Brandon is in second place solely this week at seven and four. And then Danny took one for the, for the team and uh, picked South Carolina over Tennessee, and so he's tied with me now at six and five. Is uh, that that bad of a pick? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it, it's fascinating to me real quick, just piggyback on what I was talking about. I'm looking at the AP Top 25 right now, which I'd be interested to know uh, how many times this has ever happened. Obviously none, because we've never seen this situation before. Uh Ohio State, not ranked last week, did not play a game, jumps up to number six. They're uh, ahead of Miami, aren't they? Yep, ahead of Miami, who has played three real football games. So Ohio <laughs> State saying they're going to play football makes them a better team than Miami, yep. <laughs> winning comfortably yep. uh, in those three. You know, and I it'll yeah. all settle it. It'll all sort itself out. But if I'm Poor Miami yeah. right now, I'm like, Dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. You Penn know. State, number 10. Oregon from the Pac-12, number 14. Mississippi, you know, they Mississippi State jumped up clear to number 16 with their win. Uh, Wisconsin is 19, Michigan 23. So all of those teams just are miraculously in there. And here's the whole kicker of it. You have your first place votes. Clemson is number one with 55 first place votes. Alabama is number two with their 1-0 start with three first-place votes. Ohio State hadn't played a game, was not planning on playing a game until about two weeks ago, has four first-place votes. Four people around the nation thinks that without playing a game that they deserve to be number one. Crazy. And then we can talk about that pass interference call and the targeting play uh, from a few months ago. And they're probably just trying to get a little payback for what should have been a national championship berth. Golly, nothing like beating a dead horse. <laughs> All right, moving on to this week's games. Um, Going in chronological order of when they appear this weekend, um, nothing in the and 11 o'clock. Somewhat by importance. Well, okay, <laughs> if we're going to lead off, we're going to do it by importance. Um, but nothing in the 11 o'clock slate as 
Um, looking through, there's there's a couple of games maybe worth talking about, but not picked by the four of us. Um, my my game is in that 2:30 slot, and as I look through what I picked the first couple of weeks, um, you would think I missed the Big 12. Uh, talked about Kansas week one. I had Baylor on the docket week two, um, and then. After Danny took Oklahoma and Kansas State, I had to move towards the the SEC there. But um, this week we had Oklahoma State at KU I could have picked. But uh, more or less wanted to talk about how many points Oklahoma State would score at KU. Texas Tech plays at Kansas State. Tech lost in overtime to Texas, and Kansas State obviously beat Oklahoma last week. So which team would have a a slip up and show uh, what their true colors really are? Uh, also in the 2:30 matchup, A&M at Bama. Is A&M overrated as they always are, or is Bama not as good as normal? Um, but the game that I chose, maybe the most important game of the weekend, uh, it's a 2:30 matchup because it is the crowning of QBU. Um, very often, there are big debates about what who DBU is, whether it's Alabama, LSU, Ohio State or wide receiver U, whether that's USC, Ohio State, Alabama, um, and so on. But QBU is now North Dakota State. Mm. Uh, they had Carson Wentz, who was taken uh, number two overall a few years ago uh, by Brandon's beloved Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, last year, they had Easton Stick, drafted by the Chargers, and I believe the fifth round, um, who played on Sunday against – Gosh, I can't even remember in a freak accident where their starting quarterback uh, had his lung punctured and then the backup <laughs> Herbert got hurt. So then they're to their third string quarterback, uh, Easton Stick, who is the winningest quarterback in NCAA history, um, also in a Creighton Prep grad, so a little Nebraska pride there. But now they have maybe the best quarterback of the three in Trey Lance. Uh, Trey Lance is – um, the third overall quarterback in, in this draft behind uh, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. And so very much could be the third off the, off the board and still be in the top seven or top eight, just the way the drafts have gone. Um, but North Dakota State, QBU. Um, it'll be nice because Philadelphia is going to get rid of Wentz after this year and draft Trey Lance, and it'll just be um, another Bison after another Bison in that QB room. Um, they play Central Arkansas, and Central Arkansas has played three games already. They're two and one. Uh, they've played. They beat Austin P in the first game of the year is on national television. It was the FCS kickoff. Um, they end up winning that one, 24-21 or 27-24, something like that. Uh, they beat Missouri State, which is coached by Bobby Petrino, and they lost to UAB, who's a pretty darn good Conference USA team uh, by ten. So. It'll be interesting to see how playing three games against some decent competition comparatively, how's that compared to a team? And by a team, I, be, I mean a, a machine that is North Dakota State who hasn't played a game. Um, the, there's an FCS website that ranks the top players for every, um, for every jersey. So the top player that wears number one and number two and number three. Um, Central Arkansas has one guy. His name is uh, Robert Rochelle. He's the num number six quarterback or cornerback in the draft. And so there's a lot of scouts eyeing him as a day one or day two prospect. 
they have a receiver who's a sophomore this year who led the team as a freshman last year who's pretty dynamic. Um, but North Dakota State has seven on this list. So seven of the 99 numbers that you could wear, seven of them are North Dakota State. Uh, their offensive is loaded. I mentioned Trey Lance earlier. He had zero turnovers as a true fre- or a redshirt freshman last year. That's picks and fumbles. So to make it through a 16-game season and not fumble it or throw an interception has never, has never conceivably been done before. Uh, then we have Dylan uh, Radunes, who is the number 48 overall prospect. He's the number seven O tackle. Um, some draft prospect or some draft mock drafts have him as a day one um, first round pick, or if not first round pick, a second round pick. Um, and so two first round picks, first day picks uh, is a big deal. Christian Watson, maybe the most gifted wide receiver in the FCS. He's a home run threat every time. Um, against Montana State in the first round or the second round of the playoffs last year. Uh, he had a, a jet sweep for a touchdown, and then the very first play of the next drive had a uh, just a go route where he outran the whole defense and scored a touchdown. So he's a threat to uh, score a touchdown every time he gets the ball. The, another receiver, Phoenix Sproles, uh, related to uh, the Sproles that was a Philadelphia Eagle for a long time. And so offense very much stacked. On the defensive side of the ball, they return their top two tacklers, but they lose probably their best overall uh, defenseman in Jabril Cox, who transferred to LSU. And LSU, he actually had an interception for a touchdown last week in the loss to Mississippi State. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what that defense looks like down maybe their best player. Um, it is kind of interesting to note uh, with like North Dakota State, South Dakota State, uh, some of our local uh, Nebraska high school guys will end up going there. And there are two Nebraska uh, alums on, uh, on the North Dakota State team. The first one's Tyson Gordon. He played at Omaha Scott last year. Uh, awesome running back. Played on their basketball team. It was pretty darn good. He's playing free safety. And then Marcus uh, Seigel from Omaha North, who's playing cornerback. So it's always good to see some – uh, Nebraska high school players playing at the next level at some of these top uh, units. Uh, it's a 23-point favorite, which seems kind of crazy for a team <laughs> for a team who hasn't played in a team that's played three games. Um, but with that being said, uh, the Fargo Dome will not be rocking quite like it normally does. No. Um, but I would assume you have to still take North Dakota State and maybe even by the points. Well, golly. When I when you said there's an FCS website, <laughs> that's the most impressive thing I heard. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look at all my notes. Teachers like college football so much. I'm gonna look at all my notes on this game, Andy, and I'm just gonna reiterate all that you said. Like the fact that they've won 37 games in a row. Yeah. No, I did. I did actually read a little bit about this game today, and um, despite what you said, you accused me of only liking teams with good uniforms. North Dakota State does not have good uniforms. Those are some ugly colors, bad uniforms. Um, but there's 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 no possible chance they lose this game at all. So uh, since we're picking these, I'm going uh, with North North Dakota State. 
Ben, who do you have? Well, as I was listening intently, not being disrespectful and playing video games or anything while uh, he's giving an analysis or anything like that, I got to tell you, uh, I actually do have some notes on here for it, but the main one being that Andy actually uh, stole my point earlier when he was saying with the first pick. So I got to go, uh, obviously, the Bison are going to win, and uh, Trey Lance is going to have a great season. He's going to have a huge game here. I was super impressed with him last year as a freshman, and he did not look like a freshman. He was a freshman last year, right? Uh, retro freshman, yes. So pretty awesome for all of that. And, um, yeah, I think he's going to win every game he plays this year and win another national championship and then maybe play another year after that. And then with the first pick of the 2022 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles will be taking <laughs> Trey Lance. And uh, they'll look at this game as one of his all-time highlight films. Just he'll rush for a bunch and he'll throw for a bunch. Now, now Brandon. State, big, big. Now, Brandon, we are setting up with your O. Two and one record here to oh. not having to wait two years. Okay, he's going to play this one game this year. He's going to sit out the rest of the spring games, and he'll be your first pick of the 2021 draft. You will not have to wait till 2022. Well, actually, I have uh, a counter argument to that that's going to come up during uh, Danny's game prediction for <laughs> who the Eagles will take for the first pick of the 2021 draft. So uh, <laughs> you go back to back quarterbacks. <laughs> hey, Howie Roseman called us a quarterback factory. All right. So this is, this is how it happens, baby. All right. North Dakota state. Go Bison. Oh, I just, I, I have to disagree with Danny on the uniforms. I like them. I like that yellow and the green. And I like that they have the alternate ones and they have that. I don't know if it's like a wheat. I'm not, a bot, I'm no botanist, but uh, that wheat-looking thing that goes down in the middle of the stripe on that one helmet of theirs. Yeah, yeah, it's like a um, instead of having just a and solid stripe, it's like kind wheat. of an oats-type grain, if you will, that is uh, going down the middle of it. And I, I like it. I don't know. It's kind of reminds uh, it, me of Green Bay a little bit, kind of old-style colors. That's and you're like part stuff. owner of the Packers, aren't you, Brandon? It's hard to see in here, but uh, yeah, I have my plaque right up there hanging up in the old office. One share, the Green Bay Packers. I own Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> pinky Chin strap. of his throwing hand. <laughs> That's a pretty big share then. Yeah, well, it's, it's like the middle segment of the pinky oh, okay. of that. Not the whole pinky, but I would say a significant part of the hand i i would say if you asked 100 people if you were starting a sports team or franchise what two colors would you pick zero zero out of 100 would name the ugliest green and ugliest yellow you could find like i well how many people that, live in fargo <laughs> <laughs> or the city of oakland for the athletics there of the, the old baseball oh, yeah. metropolis. It is kind of like the A's a little bit. That's mm -hmm. true. Ugly. You guys are all on North Coast State, huh? Yeah. Golly, you're going <laughs> to break our hearts. 
Uh, I don't name the name the team they're playing against. I already said Central Arkansas. Oh, okay. What's their mascot? Um, what colors are they? Who's their the coach? Junior Razorbacks. Name one player. Name one player. Andy just named fifty players. Oh, so now you name one. <laughs> I couldn't name one of the ones that Andy. <laughs> Uh, I do think it, it, it's going to play a factor that one team has played three games and the other one is in their first. Uh, but I think the, the tradition of the Bison is too good. But really the reason why I'm picking this is uh, on my Madden franchise with, with three of my buddies, we had a fantasy draft. And Easton Stick happens to be my backup quarterback. So based on my allegiances to – uh, to him, I will take the Bison. That's a good pick. I uh, and and my Madden franchise only. with different friends. Um, my starting quarterback is Trey Lance. My backup is Easton Stick. So uh, I like what you did there, Kyle. It was just because he was the next name there. I couldn't have told you where he played or anything, but well, you really no, know how to hurt me. To know. Really know how to hurt me. <laughs> The second game on the docket is the 5 o'clock matchup, and it takes place on CBS Sports Network. Oh, by the way, uh, the North Dakota State, Central Arkansas State is on ESPN Plus as of right now. Um, there's been talks of maybe moving into a ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN8, the Ocho. Um, but as of right now, it's on ESPN Plus, so maybe if you have the Disney Plus bundle, you can watch the game. If not, Illegally stream it somehow. Um, Actually, check check our Twitter. Is it at Sing Second? At Sing Second, yes. Yeah, check at Sing Second about noon on Saturday, and Andy's going to post his uh, ESPN Plus login information. <laughs> <laughs> let's tr- let's go with that. Let's go with that. We'll see what we can do. The five o'clock game uh, between on CBS Sports Network. Uh, is Brandon's game of the week. It is Air Force at Navy. All right. We'll get this started. Do you want me to wait till you get Madden fired up, Andy? Would you like me to wait till you get the Madden started? Or uh, should I just start now? <laughs> well, we're talking about the Academy, so I'm all in. Oh, nice, nice. Well, I got to tell you, this matchup, it's a little bittersweet for me. This is the only... Like, I don't know if you call it a leg, a leg of the Commander in Chief series that I haven't been to and I was going to go this year. And then COVID came along and screwed everything up. So now I'll have to wait for two more years because I'm not going to go all the way to Annapolis uh, to watch it, even though that would be cool. Just a long way. I don't really like airports. I don't like to talk about it either. So, uh, <laughs> That's well, uh, pilot in training. You know, it's like the virtual airports. Yeah, yeah. Get a real license. Well, then I can <laughs> then I can uh, skip skip through the thing of the line. I don't have to wait. Pilot just gets to go on. You know? <laughs> hey, I just want to throw out that Brandon mentioned some sort sort of a trip, and Kyle didn't try to make it into a group trip for all of us. That's true. I will go to uh, this game, though, again when it's in Colorado Springs. Because that would be the group trip that I would try to push on everybody. Colorado Springs for pregame Air Force 
maybe one of my most favorite pregame atmospheres. So anyway, bittersweet for it. Uh, at first, I would look at this game with the results from last year. Air Force is really good. They had a really good defense. Their quarterback was awesome. Uh, they had a 1,000-yard rusher. And I would, and going into the year, I said, you know what? Air Force is going to sweep the commander-in-chief. And so that would start off with an obvious one here. But as I look a little closer and I read some of the information coming out, it's a little puzzling. A little puzzling to me. I'm perplexed. So here's what's going on. We have one team that hasn't played at all in Air Force, so we have no idea who they are. And then we have another team that has played two games and one and a half game they looked awful, and for a half of a game they looked awesome. So we really have no idea who they are. So it's, it's a clash of the unknowns to me. Uh, Navy the other week – they had a his, that was my that was my exciting game. I was ready to watch, and then pretty soon I was like, "Well, this sucks." And then uh, at the end, I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And this wasn't last week. I guess this was two weeks ago from Navy, but they came back from Tulane, uh, the biggest comeback from behind win in their in their team's history. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the first half involved Navy not being able to run the ball, something they pride themselves on, obviously. And to me, like, what was really stopping it was Tulane's defensive players just being really good at dropping in front of the line and creating a pile and just kind of screwing up everything that wouldn't allow them to run on the inside. And you could tell Navy was getting pretty frustrated with it all. Um, in the second half, they put Dalen Morris in, who was the starter in game one for Navy. And uh, he let it come back because he could throw the ball a little bit. And I remember them going into the season saying Navy could be throwing the ball around a little bit. They could be uh, airing it out a little bit more than what they normally would. And that's something to watch. And during the second half of the Tulane game, they did that. So that was kind of cool. And I think that made it tough for Tulane saying, whoa, now we can't just be uh, stopping in on this run. They can throw it around a little bit. And, and Tulane had a tough time adjusting to that in the second half. Uh, so, you know, that was kind of a crazy thing with that game. Uh, Kenya Matololo talking some smack about Air Force, you know, saying, geez, man, here we are playing these games, getting our butts whooped and getting beat up by BYU, and they're just sitting back, enjoying it, kicking their feet up, bunch of flyboys, bunch of slackers. And then coming in here all rest and recuperated. And that's pretty out of character for old Ken. Like normally he, he doesn't really call people out, you know. And he, he was pretty vocal about it and said he wasn't even sure if it was in Navy's best interest to be playing in this game. And I don't know, that came across as it was striking to me. Um, another thing. Well, that's about all I really have to say about Navy. So then <laughs> I guess the other stuff will come later, I'm sure. So uh, the second part, we have Air Force. What do we know about Air Force? I don't know what we know about Air Force. What if I told you that the longest current winning streak in college football is eight games? I'm 45% sure uh, that that is accurate. And that's a little worse than a coin toss. 
So the coin may prove me wrong. But I'm pretty sure the longest active winning streak, I think, is eight games, and it's held by two teams. We got Notre Dame has eight wins, and we got Air Force that has eight wins. Pretty sure. I don't know. I may you uh, validators online or whatever, <laughs> fact checkers, check that up. And if I'm wrong, don't bother to tell me. All right. So anyway, eight eight wins in a row for Air Force. They were supposed to have this awesome defense coming back. They have this awesome quarterback. Well, the quarterback's no longer in good standing. He's on the master roster, but he's not on the immediate plane roster. Troy Calhoun is being super silent about it. He's using war tactics and not giving the enemy too much information about it. So what's up with that? What's up with that, Troy Calhoun? Huh? I bet Ken Niamatololo would like to know what's going on back over there. Here's another thing that's crazy that you don't hear a lot about. Do y'all know what a turn back is? I just found out today. So turn back with the military academies during times of like hardship and stuff like that, you can remove yourself from the academy for a semester. And then you come back later and you continue at the end your career. You're like taking a little sabbatical. And a lot of Air Force players are using the old turn back. They're, they're doing that. It says here, generally explained is the option to leave the academy for a semester for medical reasons. And in this case, offered to cadets in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. And it's decimated this football roster of Air Force. How many? Uh, they won't tell us. We have no idea how many people. Reports are as high as 40. 40. That's a lot of freaking players. And a ton of them were the defensive talent. Well, Peterson, surely you know how many defensive starters are speculated to come back. Yeah, about five. Peterson, how many offensive players are going to be coming back? About three. That's not that many. Things are, things are looking pretty good for uh, – Air Force in 2021, but in 2020, a little rough. But I tell you what, it's a little rough for us all. And does Troy Calhoun tell his players, hey, it's all right. We, you know, we're, we're few in between with players left. You know, we have a bunch of people gone, COVID. No, he's not letting that be an excuse. No way, man. He's having them ready and dialed in, and he's closed practices. Air Force has always been like, yeah, come out and check our practices. Oh, yeah, you want to come to our scrimmages? Yeah. Come on out. Check it out. Pretty sweet. Not so fast anymore. Not not happening. So we don't really know what's going on. We don't know if they're going full contact. It's all super quiet. We do know that they have some sweet alternate uniforms for the old Red Tails, which was, uh, I, I, would you call it a squadron or, you know, uh, of pilots that, that was mostly Af- African-American pilots uh, with it. And so they have red um, on the front of the helmet. And these people are like, but hey, if the red tails, how come the reds on the front of it? Well, because if you look at the actual images, the spinning prop in the front of the aircraft had a red cap on it. Jeez, man, do a little research. Come on. Come so are, on you saying, are you saying our uh, Air Force is being stealthy? That analysis in comparison you made was the bomb. 
<laughs> that's all I could do on short. I'm sorry. All right. no, so, that's good. Anyway, no one else is going to say anything okay. to my okay. bad joke. Yeah. And by well, you, I, uh, I had to play it out in my mind a few times and that's how it came out. So here's what we got. Air force, uh, Donald Hammond, the third, uh, was the quarterback. They have a few other people. They're assuming like in the news that they're going to go with some of the older players. I think there's a junior and a sophomore. I don't, I don't know their names. I apologize. That's an empty apology. I'm not really sorry, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Half part of me expects, you know, the old water boy. And they're like, Hey, remember when Donald Hammond did this? Hey, remember when Donald Hammond did that? And then all of a sudden door kicks open. Hey, remember when Donald Hammond came out and air force beat Navy and they're like, yeah. And then their coach is like, assuming that he talks like the guy from, you know, movie reference and the movie reference right there so that's kind of that's kind of crazy uh they do have their leading rusher whose name is Caden Remsburg he's their leading rusher little running back type guy for uh Air Force he had a thousand yards rushing last year uh their best defensive player probably returning is DeMonte Meeks he's a linebacker led the team with 98 tackles last year and last year, here's kind of a crazy thing. Uh, the defense allowed 100 yards per game. But in one particular game, they allowed a lot more. Hashtag foreshadow. Hashtag it was uh, Navy. But I don't think Navy's going to be rushing for all sorts of yards on and on here. So here's, here's what I'm looking at for this week. I have these questions going through my mind. Who will be Air Force's quarterback? How will the offense do with only three Starters back. Which Navy's going to show up for crying out loud? Does Navy win this game through the air, zinging it around? <laughs> Beating Air Force with an aerial assault. Here's the big question. Here's the biggest thing of all. Does social distancing and COVID prevent one of the greatest traditions of all time, which is spirit cheese? What? Spirit cheese. Have I, I haven't talked about spirit cheese on this. I thought that came up at a last. Okay. So let me give you the quick rundown. Do we have time? A little quick rundown. We got time, man. Okay. Well, so I've been to two air force games. The first time I was sitting kind of diagonal across from the student section. I was like, what the heck are they throwing all up in the air after a score? That's weird. Time passes. Seasons change. People get older. Season, turn, turn, turn. All right, and then I'm back there at Air Force again, and then I'm sitting a little closer to the student section this time, and I'm like, what the heck are those guys throwing there every time Air Force does a touchdown? And I'm like, what are these craft singles doing all over the floor? What the heck? So I was like, wow, that's a crazy thing. And then people are handing these things. Yeah, you just throw it. You just, I'm like, I just throw these cheeses? I mean, geez, man, it seems pretty wasteful, kind of weird. Glad I don't have to clean this up. So I Googled it. Here's what, again, about 45% accuracy. Long time ago, these, uh, they would have these tailgates over at the Air Force games, and then the students would go over and be like, hey, hey, those guys are making cheeseburgers over there. And then they got this box full of unused cheese. Let's take that cheese, sneak it into the stadium. They score. We throw the cheese into the air. They're like, 
I don't know why I never thought of that before. That's the most logical thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You in? I'm in. Psh, 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 psh. Salute, handshake. So they go in. They're throwing in the Air Force scores. We're throwing the cheese. All right. And it's going all over the place. And then uh, their uppers, you know, the, the administration, the man, if you will, was uh, there. And they're like, what are those guys throwing out there? Every time we're throwing touchdowns, you go over there and find that out for me. And this guy's like, aye, aye, sir. He goes over, he checks it out. Report. He's like, geez, man, these guys are throwing cheese. Goes back over, sir. Yes, what do you have to report to me, sir? They are throwing cheese, sir. As in craft singles? Yes, sir. My God, man, that's unacceptable. So they're like, hey, announcement, Air Force. Stop throwing that cheese, dude. We're even getting that. Oh, we're getting it from the tailgates. You need to knock that off. Or what? There's going to be some consequences. Yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. So next game, Air Force throws touchdown pass. Throw in even more cheese. And then it's all over the place. And then they're like looking out there with their binoculars. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what the heck? Are they still throwing that cheese? And then he's like, I don't know. We, we got to find somebody. He's like, Niedermeyer, get in here. We go. <laughs> Niedermeyer, you're a sneaky little shit. You go over there and you find that out. That's an Animal House reference. It's not me saying that. Okay, so anyway, he's like, aye, aye, sir. Goes over. He's like, yeah, man. They still got that cheese. They're just throwing it around. They're laughing. They're like, yeah, just for the man. We're going to throw all this cheese. So they go, and they're like, here's the deal. Last warning. One more cheese flies through that air, and we will be making you regret that. And they're like, okay, okay. So next game, Air Force playing somebody out there, scoring a touchdown. I don't know. Should we? Yeah, we might as well. Cheese flowing through the air. Just like it's like a cheese blizzard, I would imagine, if I if I were there. And then they're like, that is it. You know what's gonna happen now? You like cheese so much, do you? do you? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, well, that's too bad because guess what? We are not having cheese with our cheeseburgers on campus for a year. There's a ban of cheese on this base. And they're like, you what? I did, bruh. So then they're like, oh, okay. Uh, what, what, what do you want to eat? I would like a cheeseburger. I'm sorry. You have to go to army and Navy if you want those cushy cheeseburgers. And they're like, well, I'll tell you what, I, I just hammered. I totally forgot about the rules. So then you couldn't have that. So then after that happened, they were like, okay, we think the general public can handle cheese now. Let's not do that. And then, of course, now it's like the families and like former cadets or whatever, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. The former students, they'll go there and they still throw them in and do all these things. So that, my friends is spare cheese. And I just really hope that they still have that because it was kind of cool, you know? And I was like, the next time I go to an Air Force game, I'm going to wear a Green Bay Packer cheese head. I really, I will be careful because I don't want them to like pick me up and throw me around. They're like, look at that giant piece of spare cheese. And then throw me around. That sounds like a hazard. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So anyway, uh, that's the his that's history of spare cheese. And that was my That's worse than gum on your shoe. Oh, You're man. stepping on oh. 12 pieces of cheese in the middle of August. Or gum on your seat. In the words of Sandra Bullock, I got gum on my seat. Gum. 
speed. Yeah. All right. So anyway, and I we just got was, we just got three or four uh, movie quotes from Brandon. We haven't had we went like probably two or three episodes without a movie quote. So make it up for. I appreciate it, all, Brandon. All is well. All is well. <laughs> all is well. Kevin Bacon. A young yep, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yep. So here we go. This is this is my prediction. Way back, let me go to the beginning of the season, even before the beginning of the season in the summer, and let me play back this recording of what I said. Play. Hey, this is Brandon Peterson, and this is way before the college football season, actually in the summer. And I am picking Air Force to sweep all those teams because of all this – of this talent, COVID's going to be gone by then. I don't, I've never even heard of turnbacks at this point in time in my life. So they're all going to be there. And they're going to win it all, baby. Yeah, they're going to win the commander chief. Yeah, and maybe they'll be the only team playing for college football and they'll win a national championship and I'll get an Air Force national championship shirt. That would be cool. And so I would, what kind of person would I be today if – I was to turn back on that. So my whoa, prediction. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, you'd be, we, we never you'd be a logical person. To present day. What's that? Oh, we yeah. Never fast forward <laughs> back to present day. It, it, it was weird that you had said all that stuff <laughs> while we were still in the past. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes I have a dream that something happens. And I then wish it everyone actually could happens. see the hand gestures Brandon makes while he's either re- rewinding or fast forwarding. I wish we could get video on this. But, but in anyway. my own defense, it's normal hand gestures displayed <laughs> at a super high speed. Okay, so anyway, what would I say? I, I got to be uh, true with my team. So my prediction for this is, dun 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 away. what's happening? What's happening? Oh, my gosh, just a second. My headset's coming off. Just one second. <laughs> oh, he's taking off the sweatshirt. He's taking off the sweatshirt. He's putting on a different sweatshirt he's got a lot of hoodies guys and this hoodie i believe it says oh he flip-flopped i'm gonna let him say it he can't find his headset i just stand around in the chair to be like superman when he changes from clark kent okay so now i gotta go to uh i'm going navy because of all these other changes, I just think Navy found this thing. Air Force can maybe stop Navy's run this year. And uh, I, when I made that pick before, I was young and stupid, and I did a bunch of stupid crap when I was a kid, like getting my name written on the board on the first day of third, of, of third grade at Slade Elementary in Laramie, Wyoming. Mrs. Combe, if you're listening. And uh, so this is, uh, this is where I'm going. I'm going Navy. They're going to win big. They're going to win huge maybe they're going to win by 28 or 35 points wow that's the heck of a tangent there brandon that you went on to tell us that navy was going to beat army or air force <laughs> that's yeah. impressive i did say navy was going to win right yeah okay. yeah i got all excited and frantic and then <sighs> i rode down air force and had to erase it my headset i forgot manager. i had my headset clipped to the string on my hoodie so when i took it off like it was yeah, I don't think there's a, there's not a single thing any of us could say about this game that's not already been said. Sorry. In the history of No, no no need to apologize. That was a that was quite a trip. 
And and earlier in this episode, uh, Brandon said that he was trying not to hold grudges, and then he just did mention his oldest grudge from second or third grade. And we'll save that for the episode where we only interview Brandon about his his childhood. By I'm way, sure I'll be over it by then because I've turned a new page. By the way, Adam, if you, if you still listen to this podcast, Adam, your questions are still on ice for uh, for Coach Whitney here. They will be read. They will be read. Congratulations to Adam on his wedding, by the way. Did you guys know that our yeah. listener Adam got married? Every time we get a listener, big things happening, and it's just like part of the old podcast family. I'm excited for him. Mm. Well, so Danny. I'm going to also pick uh, Navy, guys. We're, we're doing picks. So, Kyle, who you got? Well, I'm actually glad I listened to uh, to Brandon's explanation, unlike you, who disappeared for a, a segment of time there. Uh, but the fact that so many Air Force guys are, are choosing to kind of sit this one out kind of had my, my mind changed. Uh, just quick question, and, and maybe it's just perception on my end where it doesn't actually come out to be true, but uh, out of the three main academies, Army, Navy, Air Force, it always seems like Air Force actually has superior athletes to the other two. And I know Navy bounces up and, and has some some good teams, but it, would that be true or is that just a false assumption on my end? I will say that a lot of times they do, and I did forget to mention here. Can I say one other thing because it directly ties with <laughs> your thing on this? Uh, because Caden Remsburg is the leading rusher, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles – We'll uh, welcome him to the practice squad uh, for 2021, you know, for that. But back to what you were saying, because they they do get some players in there because the Eagles also had Chad Hall back in the day, and he was like a wide receiver for for the Eagles, but for Air Force, I think he was a running back. And I think – I think they do get – and they've always had like – it seems like more people kind of – in NFL teams, you know, like I'm less surprised when I see an air force person pop up on a, on an NFL team. Like when I, when I see army, I'm like, Oh, Holy crap, dude, you know, that's weird. And then like Navy every once in a while you get the, you know, lineman or the quarterback turned wide receiver. Like if, if you were to kind of predict why is it because air force has the tie to the, to the conference where, the other two don't, or do you think it's because regionally Colorado is kind of separated from any of like the any major competition for these athletes, whereas Annapolis is right into Maryland, which is kind of football country, where if you are good at football, those major schools are going to be on you probably before you even really consider if if going to one of the academies is an option for you. Like, I, I guess I just – and maybe it's false ac- uh, assumption, but it just always seems like they do have kind of the best well, football players compared to the other two. And this is probably another thing that would be debunked by fact checkers, but I think that Air Force has won the commander-in-chief more times than any other team. I could be yeah. wrong. So, but And I don't know if Air Force is, like, less stringent – you know, on like allowing people to pursue NFL 
uh, careers and stuff like that. I'm not sure. And, and Navy is in a conference now, but it'll be into Navy. I think maybe probably has some better competition that they have to play. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. Air Force, I mean, going into this year, I was like, Oh, they'll probably lose to like Boise state in the mountain West. You know what yeah. I mean? Going way back into last year before this. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why they have better. It's, I think it's because the helmets are a top five helmet in all of college football. That freaking lightning bolt is sweet. Like is, even their non, the non-alternate uniforms are sweet. Yeah. They look fast. Uh, but on the, on the back of, of Brandon's convincing, I'm, I too am going to go – I'm going to go Navy. Navy for three of them. <clears throat> Now, I did have a few points uh, about the Air Force Navy, but that was like 45 minutes ago, and Brandon's passionate speech just kind of made me forget a lot of them. Uh, that Caden Rimsburg, he was a uh, 100 and 200 state champion uh, in Kansas, and so to have that, that stuff, an athlete uh, go to one of the academies is pretty impressive. Um, much like Brandon, I assumed Air Force had the most coming back and was going to be um, a force in the commander-in-chief. Um, but watching Navy that second half, and I will say Navy throwing the ball is a little weird to, to watch, but uh, it was a monsoon. And uh, it was I, I thought it was in, kind of crazy that when they were playing Tulane, uh, they're the green wave and the Navy are the midshipmen. And it was in a monsoon downpour rain, and Navy won by throwing the ball. Like, it was just the craziness. Um, you had rain mixed in there, which is kind of like, you know, right up both teams' alley, being the green wave and the midshipmen. Um, but, yeah, it was just kind of a crazy little little scene a couple weeks ago. Uh, with that being said, um, it, it's sad that, you know, we always look forward to the Army-Navy game. Air Force kind of gets sprinkled in there, but it's not that special of a game. And this was going to be their year, um, but it sounds like uh, Navy is going to take it. And so I, I'm going to choose Navy as well. Just sad. But, you know, one thing on this podcast, when a service academy gets brought up, Brandon's going to give you some passionate speech about cheese celebrations. And it was, it was amazing. We'll that have was, a scene second moment, too. Since it's on CBS Sports, they CBS Sports with Ross Tucker, and then they always play the sing second after every game. So, I it's it's pretty cool. Last like I don't know, it's nothing like it. I I think it's a cool tradition. Oh yeah, I mean it gave us our namesake. Yep. Boom. The next game on our docket. Yes, we still have two games to talk about real quick. Uh, is the uh, top 10 matchup now that the SEC is back in full swing. Um, the Auburn Tigers at the Georgia Bulldogs. Kyle, what do we need to know about Auburn, Georgia? Uh, again, you're probably coming up the come to the wrong guy if you're really looking for that in-depth, uh, that knowledge. Uh, to me, it was just crazy. I actually got the last pick of games, and uh, as I was looking through – uh, these three left me the only top 10 matchup that we've had this year. Uh, SEC football mid-afternoon kickoff, it's back. Like, this is kind of what what a lot of people watch college football for. Uh, to me, if, if you think about the last five, six years, you have Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, uh, all these teams kind of running shop, LSU, 
Georgia is definitely the best team in the country that has nothing to show for it. Uh, obviously, it started uh, started way before this, but a few years ago when, uh, when Tua made his grand entrance into the national championship game and broke the hearts of the Georgia Bulldog fans, uh, if you think about uh, Todd Gurley, uh, Sony Michelle, uh, DeAndre Swift now, like the, the NFL is just littered. You got uh, Cal, the two Ridleys, Calvin Ridley's just been killing it uh, for the Falcons. Uh, you have all of this NFL talent just coming uh, in just bunches out of Georgia. And yet they're kind of always the bridesmaid, never the bride in terms of that final ranking. Uh, this is not typically when, when Georgia loses, okay? They usually have a, a date with Alabama in the Georgia Dome uh, to lose, to miss out on the, the – B, uh, not the BCS, but the, the playoffs. So, taking, I'm taking Georgia over Auburn, uh, really just based on pedigree and, and Georgia typically having more talent on the field, which it's hard to say even – by SEC standards. Danny? I was actually going to try to go last on this one because this is the one uh, one matchup I really didn't read anything about. All, uh, the only thing I could tell you, because this is what I wrote down, oldest rivalry in the South. That's well, all I, I got. That too, but I didn't want to fact check it to see if it was true or not. No, I did. I I read that a couple different places, and like I, it had its own Wikipedia page dedicated to it. <laughs> and I think Auburn, like, so you mentioned Georgia, and I remember, you know, how they're always right there. And I remember uh, last winter when we were doing our bowl game preview stuff, and I and looking back through the college football playoffs, and Georgia's always like right in there in the semis and, you know, just they're, can't they're, quite. They live in that 5-6 range. They're always in the graphic of, like, next team is in because they always show – they always separate the top six, and they're always in that that bottom two. So they always get the, the Georgia G in the graphic but never in the four spots where you want it to be. And it, and it feels like Auburn's, like, in that next little tier – like they'll dip into the top like three or four and then they'll be out of the top 10. They'll dip back in. So I, I have no idea what to think of this matchup. Um, but if you're going to ask me to pick, I think I'll, I'll go with the underdog just to maybe try to be different because I need to need to pick up a game. So I'm going to be rooting for Auburn in this one. That's my pick. Brandon? <laughs> well, I really wanted to pick Auburn to win this because after Georgia's little showing at the end of last year, you know, they just always seem to be like the biggest underachiever when, when it matters the most. But they do have a lot of talent. And I was like looking at some stuff where it showed matchups and it was like – I was amazed like at how favorable – it does kind of look for Georgia to win. Um, like Georgia's, their defense is going to be pretty good, obviously. Offense, 
I mean, just do whatever you can to win. So I, I think that uh, it is going to be a Georgia win, but the, the thing I'm going to really watch is Auburn's right guard, Braden Smith, is their uh, highest-rated offensive lineman and has played like a ton of games at the same, at the same right guard position. And the reason why I'm going to watch him is because with the uh, first round pick, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to draft Auburn right guard, Braden Smith. And he'll, he'll uh, hold up pretty good against Georgia's defense, but, I mean, it's not going to be impactful enough for Auburn to win the game. So I'm saying Georgia will win. <clears throat> but I wanted to make sure that I was going to have an Eagle pick in every So single. just so I know, for the next six years – the Eagles have 12 first-round picks, and we have named 15 players that are going to be future Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, just well, well, 2022 will be Trey Lance. 2021 <laughs> will be uh, Braden Smith, and then uh, Caden Remsburg. He's just an undrafted free agent who will, who will sign. Or knowing Howie Roseman, he may use the second-round pick and reach for him and <laughs> say just because. Just all right, so to wrap up this Georgia-Auburn talk, uh, Georgia had a transfer quarterback sign on and Jamie Newman, who transferred from Wake Forest. Uh, he's sitting out, so that way he can prepare for the NFL draft. Uh, they also had another transfer quarterback from USC, JT Daniels. He's been hurt all year um, <clears throat> and had surgery in the offseason, and all reports are he, has, he is just getting cleared like this week. But even in the offseason, hasn't looked like he normally has. Uh, Georgia had a four-star freshman come in last year, and this should be ready. He got beat out by a walk-on. And so that spells trouble for Georgia. Georgia's always been held back by their quarterback. They've had great quarterbacks there, but they've never been uh, put them over the top. And – uh, I feel like Gus Malzahn's on the hot seat every year, and every year that he's on this hot seat, he wins games he's not supposed to. Um, Bo Nix is a sophomore quarterback for Auburn who started day one as a true freshman. Week one, he threw for 53%, so he's not great either. Um, but I feel like Auburn is going to take this game. And so that, that puts two votes for Auburn, two votes for Georgia. And so oh. we should at least see a little bit of a maybe a point swing this week, or even uh, a little furthering of the lead there, as the two on the two in last place pick Auburn, and the two in first place slash second place pick Georgia. So we could uh, either make ground up, or we could really uh, put ourselves at disadvantage here. I don't know. It does seem to me like Kirby Smart is one of the few guys that have left Urban Meyer or not Urban Meyer, uh, Nick Saban. <laughs> and has actually seemed to have carried over some of that Alabama mystique. Like Kirby Smart seems like an, an awesome coach that is cut straight from the, the Nick Saban cloth. So, I don't know. I think it's just kind of they're the, the little brother of Alabama right now, and unfortunately they haven't really grown into that, to that role yet where they can – Look at them eye to eye on a consistent level quite yet, but Auburn is like the stepchild to <laughs> those two teams. So I'm I'm going with the pedigree. Touche. 
Touche. And you did the most research into this game, and so you would know, Kyle. Uh, yep, I looked that, at it on a list and saw little numbers <laughs> next to both teams. That leaves us with our final game of the evening. Uh, Pitts Clemson, uh, the Clemson Tigers against the Virginia Fighting Bronco Mendenhalls, the Cavaliers. Uh, that's at Clemson, uh, Death Valley, correct. And it's a 7 p.m. kickoff? 7 p.m. Boom. Danny, take it away. Yeah, so one of my favorite things to do every week is around, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, start scrolling through the games, looking at the matchups, looking at the point spreads, and kind of highlighting what I want to spend my time on Saturday watching. And this is the first week as I was scrolling through that I felt like there was a lot going on and a lot of, a lot of fun things to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, again, that's why I'm always going to recommend putting up a second screen next to your main TV. <laughs> um, if you could put like a TV on a stand right next to uh, the main TV that you watch in your living room and have a couple different things going on, I'm always going to recommend that. Um, so before I get to Virginia at Clemson, uh, I'd like to highlight some other options for our listeners out there. Uh, I mentioned last week that I love waking up and tuning into the 11 o'clock games uh, while, while you're having your morning coffee or kind of cleaning up the house or doing a little yard work. So I want to throw out to you guys, uh, 11 o'clock on Saturday on ESPN2 is Arkansas State at Coastal Carolina. Um, two teams that, uh, as Andy tells me, are competing for the Big 12 championship. The de facto Big 12 championship. <laughs> uh, Arkansas State was the team that beat Kansas State. And uh, Coastal Carolina is, is kind of like my adopted team this year. Uh, I love the look they're going for. I love their colors. Uh, Kyle has visited there. And tells us that it's a nice place to go on vacation. Yeah, Pebble uh, Beach. Yeah, it's not Pebble Beach. Um, Myrtle Beach. It's a Andy joke right there. Thank you. Uh, they have ties to though. Yeah, they have ties to Nebraska that I was hoping we could talk about sometime um, with, with the coaching. And like I said, the early game. And if you're not interested in that, then at 2.30, tune to ABC – and uh, check out Mac Brown in North Carolina at Boston College. Uh, I'm intrigued by Mac Brown. That's another little bit of an adopted team I've got is uh, U- University of North Carolina. I think it's fun that uh, Mac Brown's got something good going on, uh, and it's not Texas. And then for the late game, if you want another game to tune to, Oklahoma at Iowa State. Somehow, Oklahoma – is only a one touchdown favorite against Iowa State, which just kills me that Oklahoma uh, making it to the to the semifinal last year is only a seven point favorite against Iowa State. But I actually think it'll probably be within that. It's going to be a game that Iowa State keeps close till the very end. They're going to lose it at the end, but it's going to be like by a field goal or something. Um, but anyway to the game that I actually want you guys to watch and the game that I'm going to be watching. Uh, If I had the ACC network, I didn't do enough research to realize that this game is not on national television. So I cannot 
uh, give Andy any crap about giving us a game on ESPN Plus. Yeah, I Danny apologize. the TV snob. Jeez. How the money is falling. Danny the yeah. TV snob. Yeah, I don't even, I, I literally don't think I can watch this game unless Andy gives me his Hulu password. Uh, but anyway, this is the game, probably the first game of the year where I'm going to have a shirt on for a team and I'm probably going to make some snacks or something while I'm watching. Which was uh, actually the weirdest part about him inviting me over to the game the other night because he had no shirt on. That was pretty weird. I didn't know what team I was going for, so if you don't have the sh- team for the you know, shirt, then you just don't wear a shirt. I don't know why that's weird. Yeah, I'll have my, I'll, I'll have my Clemson uh, shirt on. I'll probably make some snacks. I know it sounds like I'm a, a Fairweather fan here, but been a Clemson fan for a few years ever since my sister-in-law graduated from there. Uh, and, and it was in the real sort of lows of being a Husker fan at that point. So I did jump on, uh, jump on a winner right there and uh, decided to follow a team that uh, turned out to be a dynasty. So what do you know? Um, but Many consider Virginia actually to be a pretty good team in the ACC. Uh, they tried to prove it last year. They made it to the ACC championship, got dominated by Clemson in that game. Um, Andy mentioned Bronco Mendenhall just a little bit ago. I think he's slowly improving that Virginia squad. And this seems like, to, to do a little coach speak here, um, a, a measuring stick game for them. I I kind of consider it from Virginia perspective to be like Nebraska open in the season against Ohio state. Like Nebraska doesn't think they're going to win, but we want to, you know, see how good we are and challenge them as much as we can. I feel like that's probably what Virginia is trying to do with this game. Um, and it just comes down to being a big primetime game. Uh, something for me to be excited about as a, as a somewhat Clemson fan. And, uh, it is a 28-point uh, uh, Clemson favorite. So if you're looking for a game that you think is going to be really close, you follow this game. Because what did I recommend last week? Kansas State, Oklahoma, a 28-point spread uh, w- with the underdog winning. So something to tune into, I guess, only if you have the ACC uh, ACC channel or – Andy's Hulu login information. Yep, check Twitter uh, about noon on uh, on Saturday. Going on there noon, noon on Twitter. I'm picking Clemson obviously because I'm a Clemson fan. But uh, Brandon, you interested at all in this game? I'm pretty interested because future uh, number one pick of the 2021 draft, the Philadelphia Eagles will take number one overall. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> How is going to get his two first-round picks so then later we can get um, Braden Smith from Georgia? I think Clemson's going to win easy. I like – I if I had the ACC network, I would probably watch it. And if I was a Clemson fan living in an area where you can't easily get or, – or just in an area where I could buy ACC network, I'd be kind of mad, you know, that it just seems like a lot of their games get put on the – ACC network now dear Timmy but I yeah I like I like Clemson I like their coach 
old Dabo. I like the all in stuff. I like that. He's like not to get too into stuff, but, uh, I like that he's a man of faith, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff, like for his character, that kind of thing. No, and no, uh, I, I you're explosive. I like it. I I think they'll win. And if it was on TV, I would watch him because that, that orange just looks nice on a TV screen or perhaps a second TV screen, if you will. It would look very oh. good on that as well. That was going to be another point I had is I, you, you guys know I'm a Dabo fan. Um, I'm excited for him to lead him to another national championship possibly. And I do wonder why that game's not on a major network network. Obviously it's Auburn and Georgia uh, at six 30, but there's really not a whole lot else going on on Saturday night besides that game. I agree. Andy, a pick. Yeah, so uh, Bronco Mendenhall's kind of turning around Virginia. Uh, he kind of uh, solidified BYU before making the cross-nation trip to Virginia to take over a struggling Virginia team. Uh, one of the one of the big quotes from Bronco Mendenhall when he took over the job and after like a first off-season or so, uh, he made some crazy comment about he didn't have 27 guys who could compete at the ACC level or something crazy like that. And uh, within two or three years, they're in an ACC championship and um, were, was ranked for the first time in quite a while. And so he's doing a lot of good stuff at, at Virginia, and they have a lot coming back and, and, and have, um, are going to be a, a team to look out for long term. Uh, but I definitely don't see him covering the 28-point uh, spread. I feel like Clemson – uh, they're, they've been, you know, the team to beat the last five years or so. And every year it just seems like this is the best team that they've had since. And so, um, I feel like Clemson's going to not only win, but it could be kind of like the ACC championship where it's, it's not close even from the, the beginning. So, so many points to jump off on, like, and, and not nearly enough time. Like we could dive into to Danny's love affair with with Dabo Sweeney, but then somehow despising PJ Fleck for doing the same stuff. Uh, I really wanted to get into just best college entrances because I do think Clemson coming in and down the hill on on Howard's Rock is cool. But uh, another thing I always I, I wanted to bring up this week was. Danny, during the Kansas State-Oklahoma game, he, he asked he, – he said he wanted to watch that game to answer a couple of questions. I wanted to know what the answers to those questions were. Okay, was Kansas State really that bad? No. Was Spencer Rattler really that good? No. Like, all, all of these things that Danny just put out there that never came back around to. But uh, this They're really both knows, and Rattler had like three really bad – picks like bad choices on throws so there there's your answer there's a time Oklahoma just got up 21 points and but Kansas State was still sticking around and I thought that's kind of where it was going to settle into about 21 points and I was going to make a big deal about how none of these big questions that Danny was going to that had asked was ever going to actually be answered everything is going to be straight down the middle just like it was going into the game but I'm taking Clemson. Okay, there, there's really no reason to take Virginia, just like there was no reason to take K-State last week. 
but really, all this is doing is setting up uh, next week's big matchup where somehow Danny is continually giving me a hard time for always picking Miami games, wanting to see the Hurricanes do well, and then somehow he's doing the exact same thing <laughs> the last two years on this podcast with Clemson. Uh, so uh, I'm picking picking Clemson to win this game to set up the biggest matchup of the year for this podcast purposes of Clemson versus Miami. Uh, and then I think it should be noted uh, that Danny just compared – uh, Nebraska to the Virginia Cavaliers in terms of where we're at as a program. So I'm sure everybody listening to this that are Husker fans would would really appreciate that. Well, who should who should feel worse about that? I feel they've had Virginia's had a better record the last three years than Nebraska has. Like maybe Virginia people would be offended. All our all our Virginia listeners by that comparison. Yeah. Well. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that if we ever got an angry phone call, it would not be from the Virginia listeners. It would be from the, from the entitled Nebraska fan who could not even tell you that Virginia had a football program. What did Steve Peterson say that one time about mediocrity? We're like gravitating, gravitating toward mediocrity towards or something. Mediocrity, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, shoot, just, uh, kind of refresh um our picks for this whole deal uh virginia and clemson we all pick clemson navy at air force we all pick navy uh we're split on auburn and georgia so there's a chance that we can hopefully catch up uh with danny i in the sta- uh, standings there and then we all pick north dakota state and so with that um after after Clemson wins, I invite everybody to come over to watch the Clemson Miami game because it'll be the featured ACC Network game of the week, and uh, you know they'll miss a big old old opportunity to put that one on all ESPN at prime time. ACC and Network. <laughs> and surprisingly enough, I, I think we've we've reached the end of the the marathon podcast i i'll be honest with you as we were settling in for this podcast i did not have this being the one that we managed to to spend the most time on uh but uh we got just the excitement of college football coming up and and a lot of a lot of games starting to to kind of feel normal we had uh those first few weeks where it was a lot of smaller schools and uh a lot of matchups that that maybe had to dig around for a little bit, but but starting this with this week and, and going uh, through the rest of the season, we have we kind of have those traditional games. Which if playing only conference schedules does anything for us, is it's giving us the the marquee matchups week in and week out. And when the Big Ten starts, we'll we'll have probably a top ten or top fifteen matchup every single week, sometimes multiple ones in a week uh, because the SEC and then the Big Ten are, are, are so top-heavy. So uh, as we wrap up, uh, Andy, an extra point. I've got two quick ones. Uh, the first one is – Going for two. Yep, going for two. Um, I have a couple of stories that I love when Brandon tells, and the cheese celebration one is probably my number one because – the animations that uh, Brandon goes through and the 
singing the fight song and all that good stuff. I'm trying to get him to put this one up on YouTube simply for the fact that the world needs to see the mannerisms of that story. Uh, and then the second one. Um, you know that story wasn't off the cuff? <laughs> well, it was 45% accurate, but it was word for word the same both times. Uh, but uh doug flutie's maximum college football 2020 the sing second uh good life nebraska bowl is in full swing uh the guys uh at canuck sports and who uh who are creating the video game every year um they're con consistently updating it and uh, it's really cool to see a, a small organization uh care about their their audience once and in, in a video game and they're continually tweaking it and hopefully it's a, a long-term deal there uh with the old doug please maximum football and at your extra point well i got two quick ones as well uh the first one going for two because i can't go for three uh so <laughs> like i uh i welcome back the old number zero for uh, college football and i I beg of you, NCAA, let's take one step further and bring back the double zero jersey for next year. And then uh, out of the last movie reference here from my last one, out of my 40% accuracy things, I'm going to take a page from Fargo. Out of the respect for the living the, and the survivors, the names of the stories may have been changed. Out of respect for the dead. The rest is told exactly as it happened. Yeah. Nice. Danny, extra point. Yeah, I'd like to take a moment to shout out to the old Minnesota Twins. I never watch baseball until the playoffs. I always keep track of the scores. Minnesota Twins are my team. They seem to make it to the playoffs kind of a lot and always get knocked out. I read a stat earlier today that confirms this. The Minnesota Twins are 0-18 in their most recent playoff appearances. They've played 18 playoff games and won zero of them. Get better, Minnesota Twins. Kyle? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a depressing stat, I guess. <laughs> Do you rather be a fan that never makes the playoffs or a fan that consistently makes the playoffs but then has the outcomes that the Twins have been having? Can't even win a game. Like, these are three-game series that they're losing all the time, so that's obviously, like, five series. Can't win a game. That's terrible. And were they – they hosted, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, hosted the Astros. The Cheaters, world's least but... favorite team right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for my extra point, I really don't have too much. I, like I said, I think we've, we've said a lot in this one. So anything that we're adding to it now is just prolonging the, the hour ticker uh, on the, the podcast page. But uh, keep with us. We're, we're a Wednesday night pod now. So whether it's Wednesday night late or Thursday morning leading into a weekend of football, uh, continue to reach out to us, whether we get – Two mentions a week, one, uh, or just a lot of likes. Uh, we are having some fun here. We are lo possibly looking at uh, a single sponsorship that 
might lead to, to multiple sponsorships. Who knows where this thing's going to go on. Uh, but we're a rocket ship that's blasting off. Uh, so stick with us. Interact with us. Are they too long? Or are we too short? Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. So season's just getting going. I think it's only going to pick up when the Big Ten gets, gets hopping. Uh, but until next time, podcast listeners, uh, we might talk a lot, but we always sing second.